Chumpus John Deere presents live from West Palm Beach for the start of spring baseball. Thanks to Academy Sports and Outdoors, it's Payne and Pendergast on Sports Radio 610. All right, Payne and Pendergast, we're live in uh, Florida at spring training. Thanks to Chumpus John Deere for bringing us down here. We've got uh, one game left today and then one more show tomorrow, and then we're headed back. Facebook Live tonight at 6 o'clock on the Sports Radio 610 Facebook page. Um, D'Amico Ryans met with the media yesterday at the Combine. We'll get to some of the things he had to say about the quarterback position in just a minute. But he did a reveal on the uh, on Texans All Access with John Harris and Mark Vandermeer. Um, if you've been out of Texans training camp the last few years, you know that one of the things that's been missing is an opposing NFL team. Joint practices have not been a part of the Texans' preseason uh, routine since before COVID. Um, D'Amico Ryans is bringing it back. He says uh, he loves joint practices. Oh, yeah, I'm all about joint practices. I think joint practices are awesome because you get a chance to go against different schemes. Mm -hmm. So for our defense, like our offense will go against us, and we're a four-down team primarily. Mm -hmm. Our offense also needs to see looks versus a a three-down team. Right, so to provide those different schemes, different personnel, like guys need to go against another team and join practices, and it breaks the monotony of camp of just beating up against each other all the time. So, uh, yeah, that'll be fun. That that's fun just to get a feel for some of like how some of the rookies play. Usually, some of the rookies will come in, and they, especially on the one-on-one pass rushes. The offensive line might, you know, start to look pretty good versus some of the Texans defensive linemen, and then all of a sudden they go up against, uh, like a a Nick Bosa type or something, right. and they get absolutely destroyed. Yes, and it's a nice it's a nice baptism for a lot of young guys. That's probably a big part of learning to play in the NFL is like getting your butt whipped by a genuine full grown man, and then you adjust and you get a lot better. Like that's when you get. That's when you make your most improvement of those times in your rookie year when you face really good players because like, almost nobody is actually ready for that. No matter how good they eventually end up becoming, almost nobody has the technique to actually handle guys good, handle like the J.J. Watts of the world really well initially. Um, so the more opportunities guys have to see players like that, then that's, that's really good for your rookie That's got to be something when you're a young player and – you do your first joint practice and it's against like somebody you've been watching on yeah, yeah. Like when Jake Matthews, who was a first round pick, yeah. but Jake Matthews, remember, remember uh, in Hard Knocks when it was the Falcons on Hard Knocks, but they came to NRG to practice yeah. with the Texans and he's going against JJ Watt and they, he probably watched a ton of JJ Watt, you know, being from the Houston yeah, area. Yeah. Uh, I would imagine that's something as a young re- player. Yeah. I remember that McGlinchey kid from the 49ers yep. just getting tossed. It looked like Reggie. He was, he was a top 10 pick too. JJ looked like Reggie White in the Super Bowl. Yeah. When he was tossing for Max guys. Lane. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was, yeah. And he was, I think he ended up being a good player. He's a free agent right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're just, you're not, you're not ready for that yet. And uh, you get to see it then. Yeah, so that'll be that'll be fun. Hopefully, so it sounds like they'll be going against the team if D'Amico uh, has his way that runs a three-four. Yeah, well, that we were talking about that last night. Parker and I were like, okay, who are the teams we think it might be? Yeah, um, because it probably won't be San Francisco because they run all the same stuff. Yeah, the it's Texans not, are going to be the Je- the Jets. What about the Patriots? <laughs> um, could be the Patriots. Yeah, yeah. the Patriots do they they kind of do whatever and wherever and whenever. Um, but with Casario in the building, and they've practiced with the Texans before in yeah, the preseason. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, for there. sure. Yeah, it might be a Patriots again. Huh? Yeah. 
It's a, I, I feel like with D'Amico now, the fact that D'Amico got hired didn't really... It, it didn't really calm down a lot of people that thought Casario was just trying to run a New England South. I feel like in these past couple appearances, it's changed a lot. People are starting to feel like D'Amico, okay, this is actually going to be an actual partnership, not yeah. just like you know him being Casario's puppet or something. Yep. I don't. Is would there if they practice against the Patriots? Do you think some fans would start to feel nope. like oh no, there's too much Patriots influence? Nope. Okay. Nope. Nope. I don't. I don't because I think by that by that point we'll have seen several D'Amico Ryan's led practices, and this team will start to take on a little bit of an identity. It'll start to feel like D'Amico's show. Yeah. Uh, you know because there's actual football going on. So I, I don't. I I, I think. I think the overriding emotion above everything else, maybe even a quarterback, is that people are excited D'Amico Ryans is the head coach of this football team right yeah. now. I think that's the overriding thing with most people right now. If they were to run a if they wanna if they went against the Rams, that would make well, it would make sense for the Texans offense to go against the Rams defense. But then for the Texans defense They'd be going against something that's very similar to what they're facing in practice uh, every day. Similar, anyway. but as you've pointed out, they do it differently than you know. There's there's different variations that. Yeah. Offense. Theirs is a very pass heavy. Well, it, who knows what it is now? The Rams are such a janky version of what they used to <laughs> if be. If McVay decides to show up, <laughs> yeah, even. exactly. Like, oh, man, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I know he's I know he's all in for now. <laughs> for now. And, yeah, and their offensive coordinator is the guy that the Jets just ditched. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Right. No kidding. All right. Um, it feels like they're just, I don't know, it's a weird feeling It's a pretty about the big Rams tumble right for a now. team that was a Super Bowl champion yeah. two years ago. Um, there, were, there were two things that D'Amico said yesterday about the quarterback position that were, that were interesting. One is something that, that you've pointed out a couple times already, is that when uh, D'Amico had, and, and Nick had each been asked about the quarterback position over the last few weeks, they'd mentioned that they have a quarterback under contract without mentioning Davis Mills by name. So D'Amico had another opportunity at the Combine yesterday to mention Davis Mills by name. Here's what he had to say about the Texans' quarterback position. About quarterback. All right, quarterback, we have one quarterback on the roster. All right, so we have to add to that position, and we'll do it through free agency in the draft. We have to add two guys to our roster. So looking to find the best guys that we can add. Then there's a good group of quarterbacks in free agency and in the draft. Um. It's a third Hold time now. Did you notice the pause before we have a quarterback on the roster? Like I, Brian, like I T, like, Brian T. Smith took this and ran and made a whole column out of it. I, it okay, it's gotten a little strange yeah. that they haven't mentioned him, Davis Mills by name once. Yeah. And then I almost got, man, and then thanks a lot to Sean. I thought he said uh, deposition, not at that position. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, not another no. deposition. Yeah. Oh, man. We're still, Davis now? We're still oh. working that out of our system. We, we've got a deposition yeah. for the guy. Yeah. No, uh, so they have, one, they have one player at that position, a man who shall not be named. He who shall not be named, yes. <laughs> yes. He's like one of the Game a, of Thrones assassins. He's a faceless a creature. no name. That's no right, name. that's right. Okay, does Davis Mills... Does Davis Mills... Uh, not hear his name and get motivated? Is he like working out in Siberia right now, like with a picture of D'Amico on one side of the mirror and a picture of Casario last, on the other side of the mirror? Last I saw, he took this motivation and took it to get down on one knee and propose to his longtime girlfriend. That's yeah. what he's been doing lately. Can't blame him for that. Yeah. No, no. It's, she, she looks like a good catch. He's got that Stanford education to fall back on. That's yeah, I think problem. he'll be okay. That's the problem with having an exit route. 
A little exit route's a little too tempting sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I got a nice law practice and my wife waiting for me. No, 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 no. Yeah, what about your demons? Yeah. Don't you have any demons? Yeah. No, everything's pretty cool. Not really. Oh, man. Not really. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> don't you have an irrational need to prove yourself hey, and the world wrong? How, we- how, weird, how weird is it that last year's captain is back on the team this year. With no name. With no, with, well, with no name. But like, is it, like, he was not only the quarterback last year, he was the captain of the team. Now he's still on the team, but there's no way he's the captain again, there's right? two guys on the team who are... And Brandon Cooks. Likely captainless non-captains. Well, we'll see. It's pretty rare that a captain ends up a non-captain. Yeah, the Texans the might have two of them. <laughs> What if Laramie goes off the grid? <laughs> they won't say Davis Mills' name. I know. It's so weird. I know. Now, okay, I've been thinking this through because it doesn't, it seems like they've either got to be planning on trading him yeah. or it's like some psycho head game. But like D'Amico doesn't seem like a psycho head game type no, of guy. No, at all, at all. Well, here, yeah. here's what he said when he was asked about his experience with Jimmy Garoppolo in San Francisco. Yeah, in 2017, uh, and it was a, a rough year there. We started, I think, 0-9 that year. And you saw when we acquired Jimmy and towards the end of the year, you saw a quarterback came in, and we won five straight games to end the season because you know, we added a very talented guy at the quarterback position. So it just teaches you that when you do have a, a bona fide quarterback, it helps you win games, helps you be successful. Okay, I know what it is. Mention Jimmy by Look, name. You know the you know the thing about Jimmy Garoppolo? Yeah. Nobody ever mistakenly adds an S or forgets the S on the end of his name. Whereas D'Amico is in that class of Houston Texans who um, remember when it was it was Owen Daniels, D'Amico Ryans, and Kevin Walter. And announcers would screw it up all the time. Yeah. They yeah. still do. You hear D'Amico Ryan all the time now. Yeah. I mess up and say it every now and then right. D'Amico Ryan. So I feel like Davis Mills who has been called not just Davis Mill, but, like, all kinds of weird... People botch Davis. Like, it's a pretty simple name all the time. Uh, I think maybe D'Amico's just trying not to... He's, he's keenly aware of the messing up of the S's, and he doesn't okay. want to mess it up. <laughs> so he's some, just saying the that's quarterback. That's latitude right yeah. there. Okay. Just like I was convinced that Lovey Smith just didn't want to say Dare Agumboale's name. Right. That's why right. they weren't playing they him. They weren't playing him. <laughs> that's why we're playing Rex Burkhead. <laughs> <laughs> well, Rex has an easy name to pronounce. I hope... Uh, <laughs> Quite honest. Is, Re- is Rex Burkhead easy to pronounce? The answer is yes. Yes, it is. Yes. Who's that guy? Who's That's right. Guy? You guys know what I'm talking about. Burkhead yeah. and the other guy. You know. Can any of you pronounce Dariawumbaba? Say his name for me. Kimbawale. It's so much fun to say. I hope he makes the team. You feel a sense of pride. Yeah. Yeah. You finally learned the name. It's like when I learned the lyrics to the fast part of Blues Traveler's Hook. That's a... <laughs> suck it in, suck it in, suck it in. Yeah, yeah. I feel the same way about Gumbo Ale. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know that Blues Traveler song. <laughs> All right, uh, final segment coming up. We'll talk to John Lopez, find out what he's got going on. Uh, he and Landry have going on, on In the Loop. Um, up next, an NFL player who was recently just let go answers the critics who criticized his team for leaving his stuff in a garbage bag on his front stoop. Seth will describe the experience uh, of, that, a f- that a football player goes through. Jumped on a stoop. With something like this. As a toddler. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that next. That's what drives me. <laughs>